Uh, can you help me look at your neighbor and just appreciate something about them? Maybe the, the weave on, the, the mohawk. Yeah, the bearded gang. Just appreciate something. Yeah, appreciate something. The wig. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, bearded gangs here. And I see some lovely hair also. Yeah. Okay, just one more thing I wanted to help me to do is ask your neighbor, do you have direction? Tell your neighbor, where are you going, Seth? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> if somebody say, I don't know, you better shift, shift, shift from them. <laughs> just give them one seat space because that thing is contagious. Yeah, direction, directionless life is contagious. <laughs> one of the ways you know when somebody lacks direction is, you know, uh, you see young men just walking on the road and another guy, come, another guy comes and says, ah, uh, something is happening there. You say, eh, can we go? <laughs> you just see them cross the road and they have gone. And when I was growing up, a lot of that used to happen around me until at a certain time, I think maybe after I gave my life to Christ, I had to think about it. You know, sometimes you just get on the road, you know, just, hey, what's up? And you're just going and then one guy just say, ah, and boys, let's go and play table tennis in uh, at this house. And we just go, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> because the truth was that we didn't have anywhere we were going. Yeah. We were just, just, just looking for fun, you know, and all that. And sometimes in life, we, we, we get to that place where really, there's really nowhere we're going. We're just looking for the next fun thing to do. And there's, there are certain age brackets where that is permissible. There's another kind of age bracket where that becomes an issue. Yeah, it becomes an issue that requires prayer. Yeah, if you, that issue becomes a prayer project. When it looks like a young man or a young lady has not been able to figure out a short-time direction, a long-time direction for life, where am I going, what is ahead of me? You know, what complicates it is that the life we're living now or this current time and age, everything is so dynamic Everything is so fast. A lot is happening. A lot is changing. Our world is going through certain seismic shifts. You know, going to, to, to the foundation, for instance, of our relational life. Sometimes it goes to the foundation of our financial life. Sometimes it goes to the foundation of our emotional life. A lot of shifts happening. In the midst of all the shifts, if you don't have direction for life, it's a lot of complexity and complication. So everything just looks like a lot is happening, but not much is going on. Or not much progress is happening. That's when, in the midst of all this shift, you have not been able to create a path for yourself. or direction for yourself. What is next? What am I, you know, what stage of life am I? And, you know, what, what, what am I supposed to be looking up to next? It's extremely important that we have that at the back of our mind a lot of the time. We live in a time and age where what we call relationship is being redefined. We live in a time and age where what we call career is being redefined. Some careers are, being, are fading out very fast. They're not going to exist. But some are faded correct, completely. Some are not going to exist in another five to ten years. 
And if you've chosen such career paths, then you need to think about it again in the midst of all the changes. Am I going to be relevant in another five years or in another ten years? Because I say, where we position ourselves that in changing times, we can remain relevant all the time. Somebody stay with me today. And it has a lot to do with how you define your center of gravity. What makes you grounded? What makes your faith to stay on ground? Another thing I want to point out in this you know, short brief is that you need to understand that the word early, 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 what do you have to do? Do now. It's very important because when you start out to do anything early in life, one thing is guaranteed and that's that you're going to gain traction very fast. You're going to uh, achieve divine establishment very fast. You, 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 you're going to become grounded very fast. It's not the day you plant a tree that it starts to bring forth fruit. But the earlier you plant one, the better. Because the gestation period starts when you plant. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying today. Yeah. The maturation period uh, you know, starts from where you plant. Because it's always a process. But we live in a time and an age where a 27-year-old, a 30-year-old is still trying to figure out what life is going to be like. You're already getting late. And what I want to do is to give you a head start that you, 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 you can't afford to be lagging behind. This life, this current age is moving so fast. The, 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 the family, the kind of family I grew up from or the kind of, you know, life that I lived when I was young or much younger, it's not the same kind of life that my kids are going to live or the same way of growing up. Things are changing very fast. Yeah, the family of the future will be more blended, more complex, because our world is changing very fast. Family of the future, your neighbor, they, it may be a gay family. Yeah, a woman and a woman, and they have a daughter. And when your son or your daughter is the friend of their, it will be now be explaining to your son that my parents they share their lipstick. Now say, ah, your dad is he okay? He wears lipsticks. No, 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 no. My, my parents, the, the, the two of them are women. I say, eh. And I get to him and say, Daddy, uh, Mommy, how come both of you are not women? <laughs> yeah. Why did you marry this man? Why did you marry a woman? And then you have to be explaining to say, you know what? That one, an enemy has done that. This one, this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the future that we're contending with. Yeah, that's the future that we're contending And many... You know, many, many other things that we all need to contend with in the future. We all need to, to, to look out for because uh, things are changing around us. Like I said, the family of the future is the type that you as a young man, your wife, you may be working in your wife's company. Yeah, and you're still the husband. Somebody say, God forbid, God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I say you may be working in your husband's company, everybody say, hey, that's good. I told you our life is changing right before our eyes. And there isn't much you can do about it sometimes than to just live your life. Live your life. 
how we define relationship is changing. We live in a time where a guy is saying, Pastor, uh, you said the Bible said uh, it's better to marry than to born. And I'm not supposed to sleep around. Uh, but the same Bible, 1 Timothy 5, 8, a man that cannot provide for his house is worse than an infidel, you know, and blah, 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 blah. So I need to hammer. And then I hammer so I can take care of the family. Then I'll set up a family. But my, something is bunny. And I've no hammer. And, you know, and I cannot do anything except I marry. And, you know, we're getting it. And this time where some of you are arguing that, look, is God wicked? You have not allowed me to hammer. Yes, so I cannot marry. I are saying I should hold myself. How can I combine all that together? That's what we're talking about right now. That's, that's, and we're going to, I mean, for guys, please join me and praise at the angles. I mean, at the men's angles. We're going to discuss that a little bit more. And the ladies, it's the same thing. Right at your hangout, you're going to discuss a little bit of all those changes. How do we cope with all these changes? How do we set ourselves on the right path, even when a lot of things are changing? You need to understand that life is in phases and seasons. The season of singleness is a season where you must have the right focus. You don't start to prepare for marriage after you've gotten married. You put yourself you know, in a mental frame, framework and emotional framework that can prepare you for marriage. Because for some of us right now, you don't know that what tells me that you are focused on your purpose is when I check your bank account, when I check your, your wardrobe, when I check certain things around you, when I check your friendship, when I check who are your role models and who are the people that you look up to if all the people you look up to are movie actors, because they are fine, and you are not going to be a movie actor, it's a misplacement of priority that will lead to destiny termination. I, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I'm saying you have to be grounded early. So if all the people you look up to and all your mentors and role models are actors, and you are a budding actress or actor, it's okay. You're on the right path. We check all the systems I've used many years ago, all my computers or different things. When you see, you see pictures. You see pictures of my pastor, for instance. Yeah, you see pictures of, you know, some of my mentors abroad, you know, Rick Warren, Ibels, different people. You see their pictures. I save those pictures because your mentor is a picture of your future. Yeah. But it's because I knew where I was going. And I started walking towards it early. What are you walking towards? If we check your bank account and all we see there are money that you have spent on beauty products, and you are not a beautician in the future, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You said you want to be the MD of a bank. We didn't see any book on finance and strategy that you have bought with money in the last two years. All you have bought is human hair. I'm not saying that you shouldn't look good, but I'm saying you are not preparing for the future. And perhaps you don't have a balanced self-image or self-definition. So in John chapter 4, Jesus had an encounter. Maybe this lady had an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. They had encountered each other. The woman of Samaria. When you check the story of the woman of Samaria... What you see is Jesus trying to bring this woman back to purpose. 
One thing that we, we, we all need to understand uh, that is very important to this, this, this short discussion is that until you get it straight that God is more interested in his purpose for your life than your desire to get married. You're not going to get things straight. God is more interested in his purpose for your life being fulfilled than you getting married. I'm serious. That's why I'm repeating it again. In Genesis 2 and 15, the Bible says God kept Adam in the garden to tend and to keep it. And then he gave him work to do. Tend and keep the garden, name the animals, you know, and all that, which is a period of searching, you know, and all. Until God now said, it is not good that man should be alone. The issue of why am I here was the more important issue than who am I going to be here with on the long run. When we figure out purpose, the issues of direction for life and all that, then we lay on top of that who I'm going to walk the path of destiny with. We live in a time and an age where if you don't figure that out early enough, any evil wind can blow. Winds are blowing in different sectors of our economy, in our social life, in, our politi- in the political setting. Nobody knew that that guy is going to become the president of America. And when he came, the wind has been blowing. It has blown many people away from America. It has shut the door of America to many people. If you don't have self-definition, if your image of yourself is not, you know, rooted in God, if it's about America, and Trump came and shut the door, ah, crying we endure for a long time. Yeah, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's very, very important that you get that. You need to know that my destiny can be fulfilled anywhere. Yeah, God cannot be limited. And if my destiny is rooted in God, then it keeps opening the doors for me everywhere I go. A man of destiny cannot be shut out. Ultimately, the place of fulfillment of destiny will open to you when you connect with the one who has the key to your destiny. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And I'm saying that he's more interested in you fulfilling your purpose than for you disturbing yourself about who approves of you who loves you and who hates you? Adam was not preoccupied by that. Not by his looks. Not by who is with me and who is out. So Jesus had an encounter with somebody who had an issue with that. Who was, you know, more consumed about who is with me and who is out because our definition of herself was predicated on who she was with per time. The woman of Samaria. She went to the right place, which is the well. It was a covenant well, the well of Jacob that he bequeathed to Joseph. So she went to the place of covenant, but she had no covenant. Jesus, after he sent his disciples away, took some time to just chat up this beautiful lady. I mean, truth is that she has to be beautiful for, for her to be with her fifth man. Yeah, fifth man. You understand what I'm saying? Let's not say too much. Yeah. So, but one thing is this. She had allowed those men to define her. You know, some relationships you get into. By the time you are coming out, it's as if you are coming out from a dustbin. Yeah. Somebody has vomited on you. They've said unthinkable things about you. 
unprintable things. They call you names. Sometimes they batter you. Yeah. Some, you know, sometimes they collect all your money. Yeah. You now come like the prodigal son. Spent everything. But the question is, who sent you? Because when you stray away, perhaps because you have not made a path for yourself. Because when you're on the path to purpose, to destiny, God makes all things to work together for the good of them that love him and accord according to his purpose. That's what Christmas says. You see purpose there. You're going, everything starts to work. But when you're, you're not concerned about matters of purpose and destiny, then you encounter all kinds of people who will tell you who you are not and you will believe it. You will believe it. When a lady looks at you and says, you, you and who? Ah, ordinary beard, you can't grow. Eh? And you want, to, you want to date me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that, you know I don't have beard too. So I'm not trying to abuse the guys who don't have beard. So you can see that beard is good. Whether you have it or not, it does not define you. That's what I'm saying. See my babe now. That's to tell you. You're, you don't need to force yourself. You, you know, you buy all the chemicals and pour and all that before. Yeah. By the way, all the bearded gangs here, I'm not knocking you sincerely. They look good. Am I saying the truth? But I'm saying that the beard does not define you. It makes you look good and we love it. Because if the beard, you know, defines you, the day, maybe after you're going to marry your daughter or your son, playing with scissors while you're sleeping, and cut everything up. You know, you can be so angry you want to use the scissors on that child. Yeah. Because that's, that's your self-image. And that should not be your self-image. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. And if you don't have, like me, don't kill yourself. There are things that should define us, our purpose. Our area of passion. The things that you can do when nobody will pay you. Or some things that you are willing to pay for them to allow you to do it. <laughs> you know, passion can be that bad sometimes. You say, I have passion for children. They say, we don't have uh, any, we don't need any other child minder. They said, don't worry, I will pay for you to allow me to be with these children. And they are looking at you like, are you okay? It's the passion that you have for it. Those are the things that really define you. Not how you look. Not what you wear. Those things don't define us. This woman got to the well and Jesus looked at her. He said, give me, give me water. She said, how can you being a Jew, ask me a Samaritan for water. Jews and Samaritans, they don't mix. You know, I'm a bad girl. I'm an unbeliever. You have a covenant with God. So you just stay with your God. Let me stay with it. You know, that, that. <laughs> and, and Jesus looked at her and said, look, your problem is not religion. Your problem is self-identity. You don't even know who you are. And you are always thirsty. So people have been offering you rubbish and you have been drinking it. I will give you water that when you drink it, you will never be thirsty again. Yeah? yeah. Because she, she went around with a thirst. The thing that only God can fix in your life, don't put it in the hand of man. Yeah. There's a, there's a hole in every man's heart that only God can fix. When you feel that it's sex that will fill it, or it's 
an inordinate relationship that will fill it, when you are willing to look away from a crazy lady or a crazy guy, just because you want to be in your relationship to, to fix that thing, it's going to boomerang. That's why people keep hopping around. Jesus said, I can prove it to you. Go, go call your husband. Say, no, 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 I don't have a husband. Say, you are right. You really don't have a husband. The one you have now, you are not married. But you are married four times before. And I don't know what you are looking for. Yeah, because this, this, this is the water that you are supposed to be looking for. And this is me. I'm here. That's what Jesus was presenting to her. I'm here. So can I encourage somebody here? Stop looking for what is not missing. Yeah. Stop looking for what position yourself rightly. In Genesis 24, as a roundup, you see another lady by the name of Rebecca. Now, Abraham was looking for a destiny wife for this child of promise. You know how long he waited for Isaac to come? If you waited for that long, you, you won't allow him to marry in a compoop. Yeah. You want this guy to marry a solid daughter of destiny. Yeah. So he got his servant and said, okay, you're going to promise me that you will go to my people, covenant people, look for a wife for my son. And the guy promised. He gave him ten camels with different good stuff. Go and look. When the man will also get there, there's another encounter at the well. The man also stood at the well as men and women will be coming to fetch water, to water their families, replenish you know, their businesses, which is mainly around animals, camels, you know, and all that. That was what he did. It was where the, the well happens to be a place of life where you source for water, a place of living and life. You can see it from two dimensions. You can see it from the dimension of your connection with God, who is the ultimate source of life. You can see it also from the dimension of your connection with the source of living. So the well can be the high street, where you have all the skyscrapers, all the business head offices, where people go, responsible people go to transact business. Yeah. Because when you go to where responsible people go, you'll find responsible people there to marry. The well, on the other hand, is also a source of life. Where people connect with their source, which is God. When you go to that kind of a church, you will find responsible people there who are looking for God as you are looking for God. But with changing times, people forget about the, the, whether it's a source of eternal life or the source of living. They go and look for spouse where people are drinking to forget their sorrow. Yeah. This guy got to that place and saw Rebecca. He prayed a simple prayer before Rebecca showed up. He said, God, I'm here at the well. Today, answer the prayer of your servant Abraham. Any lady that comes here who is not defined by you know, anything around her. Who, you know, Rebecca did not have the kind of pushback that the woman of Samaria had. Give me water. She was content in herself. She was willing to serve. She was balanced in who she, 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 who she felt she was. When the guy said, give me water, she said, okay, I'll get you water. But I'm not only going to water you, I'm also going to water your camels. And the guy said, in his heart, he started worshiping God. Because he didn't even ask her for water my camel also. But he had prayed that a lady that is balanced in her self-esteem, who will not feel I'm trying to take advantage of her, who is living to give and not to get, who has patience and perseverance, hardworking and responsible, that's the one you should bring. So when I ask her, give me water, she will say, I will not only give you water, I will water your camels also. Now you need to understand the implication of that. Abraham gave the guy 10 camels. 
If you check it online, you'll see to water camels who have passed through the desert for a few days, each one in five minutes or so can finish 200 liters of water. Yeah. So when you have 10 and you have to water them, that is 2,000 liters. That's what she has to fetch. And she did it and she finished it. She watered all of them. Gave the man to drink. Gave it, you know. I'm saying this and it's for men and women alike. How are you positioned mentally, emotionally? Are you positioned to serve, to give, to be a blessing at the right place? You will meet the right person. As you fulfill your destiny, like Adam did, tending the garden and doing everything. And then God came and said, it's not good that this man should be alone. He's already on the path of destiny, on the path of purpose, working his bones out and fulfilling purpose. Building the right foundation for his future. Let's find somebody that will, you know, compliment him. Be a blessing to him so that they can do whatever they want to do in life together. Can you help me look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, Say, it's time to focus on the source of life and source of living. Stop chasing. Say it again. Say, stop chasing what is not missing. Say, you are okay. God has great plans for your life. And he's leading you in his plans. Say, say focus. Deal with distractions. Say, God is looking at you in 3D.